It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Okay, I want you to imagine this. Your business that you built is blossoming, it's cooking, it's sizzling. Your idea for Urban Air, an indoor adventure and trampoline park, has absolutely exploded in popularity. More than 160 franchises around the nation when suddenly not one of them, not five, not 75, but all 165 of them are told, shut down, lock the doors until further notice, you are done. How do you survive that? Your multi-million dollar business you built suddenly has zero dollars coming in. You still have employees to pay, leases to honor. Okay, I'm freaking out just thinking about it. Well, that's the exact scenario my guest today faced in March of, yes, you guessed it, 2020. How did Urban Air founder Michael Browning not only survive, but come out of the lockdowns from COVID even stronger? This I've got to hear. Let's bring in Michael Browning. Michael, welcome to Everyone Talks to Liz. Thanks for having me. It's an honor. Oh, gosh, it's an honor for us. Um, I I would say take us back to March 17th of 2020. Um, But I also want you to explain the preamble of early January, because you actually were in China on a work business trip, correct? Correct. Start with that. Yeah, correct. So we were in China, uh, both visiting our facilities in Nanjing, as well as an international conference. And we heard the rumblings of COVID um, and and actually came back uh, late January, actually very sick. And it turned out to to be COVID. Um, But, you know, nevertheless, we, we started working on a contingency plan. Uh, of what would happen if the world shut down? What would happen if we had to close our facilities? Um, and we hope we never had to use it. And we presented to, presented it to our board of directors on March 3rd. They approved the contingency plan. We put it into a drawer. And like I said, we we hope we never used it. Okay, so you're, you're, you create the DEFCON 1 scenario, the worst of the worst. But you don't think it's it's really going to have to come to that. However, something must have triggered your thinking as you came back from China, we better start planning for something. You were working with uh, an international amusement park conference and people there. And what were you hearing? What was the chatter? So there's over 600 workers that are in our factory at Nanjing, and we run two shifts a day in order to manufacture the attractions that go inside the urban air locations. And we were having tremendous problems keeping the factory online for two shifts a day because the workers were coming down sick. That coupled with everything we were learning across the industry of amusements and attractions is what really coupled us to say, hey, we need to take this seriously and hope we don't ever have to use it. So take me to the morning of March 17th. So March 17th, I called the CEO, Chris Morris of Main Event and the CEO of Chuck E. Cheese, David McKillops. And I said to them, you know, hey, guys, um, I think for the safety of our employees, our guests and, and the local communities, why don't we we all shut down together in unity so that there's no no fear of gamesmanship and and let's just let's just show solidarity to the to the people. And they said, all right, let us take it back to our boards. 
20 minutes later, they call me and say, we're in, let's do it. Hmm. So March 17th, I called an emergency meeting with all of our team members, over 15,000 team members across the country and all of our facilities and told them that we were going to shut down. Um, as you mentioned earlier, it, I mean, I've dedicated my entire career to this. I've invested every penny that I've ever made back into this business to build infrastructure, hire team, build culture. And it was the scariest day of my life. We, you know, I've always, I always, I'm a, I'm a very positive person. And I believe, look, we didn't come this far to come this far. Mm. Um, but there's an element of, of paranoia that we had going, even if we get to reopen, we'll, we'll, the human psychology allow them to come back and want to be in crowds again. Will we be able to pay rent? I had $15 million of payroll. Will we be able to pay all of these expenses? It was a scary day. I can only imagine. And frightening for the employees. Were they panicked? They were absolutely panicked. Uh, the, the park level employees, many of them are hourly, save and except the general managers and assistant general managers. Uh, so a handful of us in the amusement industry reached out to Amazon and we said, Amazon, you're thriving right now and you actually need more people in your warehouses. Can we put a program together where our people can go work for you? And then if and when we get back open, they can come back to us. And Amazon welcomed them with open arms. They created a private link for employees of the attractions industry that could go and they would immediately be hired and put into a warehouse if it was close enough to them. That was a game changer for our facilities. So we're, we'll always be in Indebted to to the team over at Amazon for putting that program together. Okay, I'm already hearing things that I want to flag my listeners on here. This is a man who anticipates, you know, he's not a negative person. He's an optimist, but anticipates the worst case scenarios. Then it hits. He's already dealing with it. But then he starts thinking and spinning it forward. That is amazing. I, I'm not sure I heard about anybody else who had done something like that that quickly. I mean, you know, as we look at this company, I want I want people to visualize, close your eyes, everybody, an indoor space where there are all kinds of things, trampolines. Um, well, you describe it. What's inside one of your adventure parks? Yeah, I mean, imagine a world where you walk in and and you're standing in the lobby and someone flies over the top of you on a coaster. Someone's <laughs> flying 20 feet in the air in the indoor skydiving tunnel. Others are racing on go-karts, climbing on climbing walls, jumping on trampolines. Uh, it is a mix of, of all your senses and physical abilities all in one place. It's like an indoor amusement park. Oh, my gosh. I, I mean, I wish this were around when my children were young. Heck, when I was young. But, but I would play on this today. Um, this was your baby. You launched Urban Air in 2011, but you were a lover of theme parks well beyond that uh, and before that. Tell me about growing up and, and what inspired you to create this. Yeah, I think it's two things. Um, my parents would tell you I've, I have had an, an entrepreneur's DNA since I was young, selling bracelets door to door with my sister, selling baseball cards with my dad at conventions, building websites in high school. But all the while I was playing this game called Roller Coaster Tycoon, which allowed you to not only just build your own coaster, but build a theme park. Mm -hmm. And through this game, I was taught that you needed to keep your facilities clean. You needed to make sure bathrooms were in close enough proximity to the guests at all time. And they didn't want to walk too far to get food and beverage. And they wanted to divert experience of attractions. 
And I grew up playing this game, not knowing that someday I would get to do it in real life. And now I have my daughter playing that same exact game on her iPad and we get to do it together. It's just roller coaster tycoon. Love it. You know, ironically, though, your initial mission was to get kids away from screens, you know, the phone with their head buried into it drives me nuts. And yet. The idea took seed in your childhood bedroom in, in Texas on a screen, your computer. I find that amazing. That is funny. Yeah, look, Urban Air is a place that helps kids celebrate the special moments in their life, mm-hmm. escape the hardships of the world, and connect socially offline where they can build friends, courage, and all types of social and physical skills. We just think it's so important today. I think our calling is more important than ever coming down, coming out of the lockdown where kids didn't have the opportunity to do that. They were stuck on screens. So our purpose is huge now to help these kids um, reenter the world and build those relationships and friendships again. You know, you fast forward to college, you earned degrees, what, in finance, poli-sci at Texas Christian University. You launched a data analytics company from your dorm room. There's the entrepreneurial seed continuing to grow. But while on the surface there might not appear to our listeners to have any connection between indoor adventure parks and data analytics, you brushed off that expertise during the lockdown and put it back to work to make your company even stronger for what, when you finally hoped to emerge from the lockdowns? You're exactly right. Uh, we, we leveraged our data to do a few different things. Uh, we asked moms, what would it take for you to come back? And they wanted touchless interactions. They wanted our staff to wear PPE. They wanted to be able to, for us to manage capacity and, and as well as book their tickets online in advance. That was all customer data. Mm-hmm. But then what I also realized as we started to study what we had built is Yes, we we had built amazing experiences inside the four walls of all of our adventure parks. But what we had really perfected was marketing to mom and creating experiences for her and her children. And so that led me to say, is there a way to leverage this platform and this know-how to benefit other brands serving moms and their kids? When did you reopen and get to put this to work? We started reopening urban air locations in early June of 20. So we were shut down for months. Um, And then in July of 21, I launched a company called Unleash Brands that is doing the same thing for other founders and management teams that it did for urban air, helping them grow, use data, serve mom, market. And it's just been an unbelievable ride so far. You know, I'd I'd be remiss if I didn't pop in here and say, what about Serve Dad? There are also some dads out there who do all of the heavy lifting when it comes to the kids. Although I know from experience that even with my full time job, mom's doing a lot of it, you know. (laughs) Yes. Look, dads are super important. Uh, As a dad myself, I've got three kids. I completely, uh, you know, do some things in the facilities for dads. Um, you know, it's, it's one of these, honestly, it's less about, is it mom or dad and, and more about reducing friction in the family. So if both, if mom or dad says, Hey, we've got to go to urban air for a birthday party this weekend, we want both of them to be like, Oh, cool. Dad can have a beer and some great wings. Mom can have some wine. Sports are on. The kids are having fun <laughs> and they pass out in the minivan on the way home. That is Nirvana. Okay. So you're serving wine now. That's hilarious. We are, we are, we're not done yet. We'll be back in a moment. 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Clayman. Just go to Indeed.com slash Clayman right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Clayman. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's amazing that you were able to really put the time during the lockdown to very good use. So you launched this new company, but you also have Urban Air. And as you're growing, I want our listeners to know that you have come out of this not only on your own two feet once again, but stronger. Now you have 207 locations that's correct. And we didn't lose a single facility going through COVID. And as we all know, unfortunately, there are tens of thousands of small businesses that shut down across the country. And, and we didn't experience that. On top of that, our locations are outperforming 2019. They're outperforming 2020. And now as we sit here uh, in February of 22, uh, January outperformed January of 21. So it's, we're in an amazing place. Well, what are you doing when when you talk about revenue? Can you can you give me a rough ballpark number here? Because I want people to understand that an idea that is born out of a childhood bedroom, you know, from this from that step of the video game to then your dorm room to then a simple idea where you said, let me start with the trampoline park and then it explodes to these indoor adventure parks. How much money are you pulling in system wide as far as yeah. revenue? Yeah, and just the Urban Air brand alone, it's over a half a billion dollars annually. Wow. And I'm amazed. When you, you, you kind of casually said, I have a manufacturing facility in Nanjing, China. You're a kid from Texas. How did that come about? Yeah, I've had I've been blessed with a lot of great mentors and connections in my life. Um, And so but but I'm also someone who's just very gritty and looks for solutions. And I I I love to work the supply chain and really understand the various components of all of how it works and and the best way for us to um, get the velocity and volume of attractions that we needed at prices that our franchisees could afford um, was was to open a facility in Nanjing and, and manufacture them ourselves. So you've gone from the lockdowns to record-breaking revenue, unbelievable growth, and you expect to build out how many more? You're at 207 now. What happens next? Sure. So on the urban air side, we'll open 40 uh, locations in 2022. We're really, really excited about that. With our other brands combined, we'll open an additional 275 locations. So we'll be over 300 locations that will open in the United States this year alone. It almost seems like you're you're not mutating. That has a negative connotation, but you've acquired some companies, Snapology, which is a STEM education company, the Little Gym, which I know of, that's a national brand of child fitness gyms, and then Premier Martial Arts. What's next for you? What are you looking at? Yeah, our mission 
is to help kids become what they're destined to be and be great kids by helping them learn, play, and grow. And we believe that kids don't have to sit in the back and be fed pizza and do nothing. They can be great kids today. And they're going to do that through great experiences that help them learn, play, and grow. So I'm out there working with world-class management teams and world-class founders to acquire their business, roll them in underneath the Unleashed Brands umbrella and support them to achieve their goals and destinies uh, through the platform that we created for Urban Air. To unleash their power, it's a perfect name. This always comes to mind for me. As an entrepreneur like you starts to grow very dramatically and exponentially, how do you keep control over quality as your business grows at such a wild pace? Yeah, it's all about inspecting what you expect and and setting key performance indicators uh, that you can measure. And so everything that we do is measurable from the guest experience to what we're doing internally to support our franchisees, support our operators. You just have to measure what matters. And, it, and it's also about culture. And then as a founder, um, I have learned that as my business grows from you know, a family business to a tribe, to a village, to a city, to a nation, I have to continually be bringing in the best of the best subject matter experts and allowing them to lead in that area. Um, And so I believe in delegation and not micromanagement, but also inspecting what I expect from the people that I delegate to. Well, that that comes back to, I guess, melding the data analytics with the human eye and the human heart and the soul of saying this is working, this doesn't. I'm fascinated by this, but I'm jealous of your three kids. They must think they have the coolest dad. They do. They are absolutely my beta testers. Uh, they they love all of the, my, my two-year-olds in the little gym, my seven-year-olds in premier martial arts. Um, all my kids go to urban air adventure parks. So uh, we're blessed that, that they get to understand what I do on a daily basis and be a part of it in a small way versus having, you know, a, a, a divider between work life and personal life. It's really helped that. If I could ask you, as we finish, for our listeners, what is the difference between you and all the other people out there who had an idea that never came to fruition? Yeah, I I think the biggest thing for me is not being afraid to fail. Um, I, I love to test, learn from it, improve, and then go back in. And it, it's so for me, it's, it's not being afraid to fail. It's never betting the farm on any one idea, but it's, it's not being, being afraid to fail. I always tell my, tell my team, if we're not failing, we're not trying hard enough. We, we've got to innovate. Uh, doing the same thing over and over again is the definition of insanity. If we want to change the world, um, we got to push. You got to jump on that trampoline higher and higher. That's right. Michael, thank you so much for telling your story of Urban Air and now Unleashed Brands. So inspirational. I, I truly appreciate it. And and so do legions of moms and dads around the nation. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been an honor. My pleasure. The honor is mine and you guys who are out there listening every single time we drop a new Everyone Talks to Liz broadcast. Thank you so much for always tuning in. And again, this is that American dream coming to life. Use your time wisely. Listen to all of these. Go back to some of the early ones that are just, go back to my first one. 
I, I'm not even going to tell you. I got to tease that. The very first one we ever did, Sun Life Organics. That guy. Oh my God, what a story! So I hope that you're constantly delving in and dipping into all of these and, and learning and and getting hope and reaching for the stars. Thanks so much for joining us on Everyone Talks to Liz. And as always, I'm right there for you, 3 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday on Fox Business. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Ben Domenech, Fox News contributor and editor of the Transom.com daily newsletter. And I'm inviting you to join a conversation every week. It's the Ben Domenech Podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.